Joining us now, Greg Wallace from Campbell Law School to talk about the saga, if you will, with the 14th Amendment. Greg, appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Let's start with kind of a broad scope of the 14th Amendment and what's going on with this clause, this Insurrection Act. Can you just lay it out in simple terms what's going on with this Colorado Supreme Court decision and how this is impacting or could impact the election in 2024? Yes, uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which obviously we can't display on the screen with a radio program, but I would urge your listeners to go actually look at the language of it, uh, disqualifies certain people from holding certain offices uh, under the United States if they have engaged in uh, an insurrection or rebellion. And it was mainly designed to deal with the uh, aftermath of the Civil War where uh, people who had served in the federal government before and then split off with the South uh, during the Civil War could not come back and hold positions in the federal government. But uh, there are a number of questions that are raised by the language there. One is, is the presidency an office of the United States? That's the term that's used in the Section 3 uh, for purposes of disqualification. If it's not, then Trump can't be disqualified from being president. Um, another issue is, does Congress need to pass some sort of legislation implementing Section 3? Congress has given the power to do so in Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, um, but without that enabling legislation, can uh, some other, pursuant to some other legislation, in this case state legislation, can uh, Section 3 be used to disqualify uh, President Trump or others for engaging in an insurrection. And then finally, as a factual matter, did President Trump actually engage in an insurrection or rebellion? In this particular case, um, there was a five-day trial in the, in the lower court, and yet that trial uh, lacked discovery. It lacked subpoena, the ability to subpoena documents, to compel witnesses. It lacked workable time frames. It was rushed. And if you read the three dissenting opinions in the Colorado court, uh, Supreme Court, that's the point that they make is that you just, this is a too complicated of an issue to decide using the framework of decision making that exists in Colorado election law. Let me ask you about Jack Smith and his investigation. Special counsel appointed to investigate President Trump as it relates to the 14th Amendment. President Trump, former President Trump, has not been uh, indicted or convicted of of any of these crimes. Does that present a factor because the former president has not been convicted? Is that one of the standings, as you point out, that maybe he did not commit or it still could be on the ballot uh, in these states? Uh, yes, I think that is a, a, a one a significant factor. Of course, there, if if you look at any federal implementing legislation, there is a federal law, criminal law, that which says that that a person can be uh, uh, convicted of the crime of uh, insurrection and result in fines, jail time, and disqualification for office. So. Uh, that could be uh, the only uh, congressional implementing legislation of this section here. And if that's the case, then President Trump obviously doesn't qualify um, for uh, being barred from from holding the office 
uh, because he hasn't been charged under that particular statute. Now, in North Carolina, it was announced yesterday that Senator Tom Tillis, he said he would file a bill in Congress to strip federal elections funding from any state that cites the 14th Amendment to ban former President Trump or anyone else from being on the ballot. North Carolina House Speaker Tim Morris said Wednesday night he hopes the state legislature will pass a new law banning the state board of elections from disqu- being able to disqualify candidates for office. Give us your perspective on what steps the senator and the House Speaker could take moving forward? Well, I think that this is a, from just the standpoint of the constitutional language, this is a closer call than most people um, realize, Mm -hmm. I think. But uh, at the same time, typically these challenges arise within the, uh, within the, the, the election uh, structure, the, the structure that each state has for challenging things like, you know, is, is somebody a resident of the, you know, the district or is in the case of the president, is somebody 35 years old? And those kind of biographical and geographical descriptions are, are easy to, to deal with. But the apparatus for deciding a case as complicated as this, and especially deciding whether um, former President Trump has engaged in an insurrection or rebellion, that, that, that procedural apparatus is just not geared for that. And mm-hmm. I think that it's unrealistic to expect uh, states to use their election challenge uh, standards and procedures to decide that question. Do you expect the U.S. Supreme Court to take up this issue? I do. I I think that this is an issue because of the number of cases that are pending uh, all over the country right now. Uh, I think this is a question that needs to be decided um, before we we enter into the uh, election season. I think we're already there in some respects, but I I think the Supreme Court needs to take this up and decide this. Otherwise, you're going to have a hodgepodge of states, uh, some like Colorado, who are going to bar President Trump from the ballot. Uh, some who may retaliate by barring President Biden from the ballot because he's he's uh, not following uh, the law in, on the border. And, and, you know, it could get in a tit for tat and, and just be a very ugly situation for our nation. Last thought, and I'll let you go. We talk about the Supreme Court taking up this case. Do you feel like this has got to be something the court takes up sooner rather than later, considering these primaries start in just a couple of months? Yes, exactly. I, I, I think if it's going to decide the case, it's going to need to decide it sooner rather than later. Now, there are some other grounds it could decide the case on. For mm-hmm. example, there's really nothing in the 14th Amendment which bars somebody from running for office. The only bar is somebody from holding office. And if you look at the 20th Amendment, there's a, there's a, a part of the 20th Amendment that deals with a president-elect who is not yet qualified. And uh, the vice president-elect would serve as president until the president is qualified. So, so there are some other types of ways that, that this could be resolved at the Supreme Court level. Well, I don't think we're done with this, Greg. We'd love to have you back on uh, moving forward. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Hey, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. You too.